You are listening to the Slow Living Podcast, and I'm your host, Stephanie O'Day. What if I told you that you could truly have the life of your dreams, the life you've always wanted, one filled with abundance, joy, and a sense of purpose? It's absolutely possible, and I see it each and every day with my coaching clients. It all starts with learning how to slow down. You deserve to live the life you've always dreamt about. Let's get started. You are listening to the Slow Living Podcast, and I am your host, Stephanie O'Day. This is episode number 35, Real Clients, Real Results. And in this episode, I am hanging out with my former coaching client and friend, Beth. And Beth is absolutely wonderful, and I'm so excited to share this with you because these are real people. And these, this is real life. And so in this episode, you'll hear me talking with Beth. I end up coaching her a little bit here and there to kind of keep her on the straight and narrow because I didn't want her to accidentally divulge too many of her own personal details to try and help protect her anonymity. But this is what coaching is. It's doing work. It's self-care to the nth degree. It's taking the time to really pay attention to your thoughts, to your feelings, to your emotions, to help program where it is you're going. So step two to slow living is to program that GPS. You need to know where you're going. And in the Simple Shortcuts to Peace course, we talk about this. We, we need to know where you're going with your time management, with your finances, with your health, with your organization, with your relationships. And once you have goals and a plan in place for all those components, that's when you feel calm and that's when you feel at peace. So listen in as Beth shares how she now, after going through the course and working with me one-on-one for a month, does feel calm and does feel at peace. And this we worked together 18 months ago, but she has carried those thoughts and feelings and daily actions and habits into today, into the here and now. So all right. Get yourself something lovely to drink, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi there, Slow Down Society. I am here with my friend, Beth. And Beth, thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. (laughs) We had a tiny bit of technology snafuidness, which is really interesting because I just recorded a whole podcast episode that Beth hasn't listened to yet, but on how I personally get triggered by tech and feeling kind of uncomfortable about tech things. And I think that's what we just had for both of us. Does that sound about right? Yes, it does. (laughs) So Beth and I know each other through coaching. We did some coaching work together. Yes. Effective coaching work for sure. (laughs) While I was coaching you, I think what is fascinating is there are times when you shined a light or maybe a mirror back and I realized, huh, I need to 
maybe clarify some things. And so I think we definitely worked together and coached each other for the time we were together. I think so. Yeah. So, so tell me, so what made you initially seek out coaching? Because there's nothing wrong with you. So, so what made you decide that, okay, I I am going to look for a coach right now. Well, back when uh, you had put on Facebook, uh, a post about, I am working towards my life coaching certificate. And if any of my followers were interested in doing some work, it would be helpful to me to have people to practice on. And I was, I thought that is a great opportunity right there, because I think the obligation that you asked for, for people to help you was to give actual feedback, worthwhile feedback. And I knew that I could do that part for you. And I would like to explore some things that maybe I needed to work on for myself. And I just thought it was a great opportunity, something that I should try to snag. Yeah. So then let's go for it. How did I do? (laughs) You did excellent. You did excellent because I, I knew the paperwork that we've that I filled out prior to coaching, you had pretty thorough questions and I made myself answer them. Sometimes people would, I know in my other parts of my life, I would look at paperwork like that and I'd be like, oh, this answer will get me by. But I told myself that answer that will get me by isn't the answer that's going to help me. So I did make myself think about my answers, do the paperwork correctly, thoroughly. Some things are emotional still. And one of the things I wanted to work on was my response, my emotional response to just about everything in life. (laughs) And I wanted to be able to have a more, a less emotional response to things. Just thinking back on how proud I am of myself, it makes me emotional again. (laughs) So um, anyway, that's- I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. you. Doing inner work is tough because you are sort of kind of, diving in on things that perhaps maybe you've squashed for a long time or things that may be about yourself that you're not immensely proud of. And it's, it's this feeling of vulnerability of just deciding, you know what, screw it. I'm going to get naked here and we're going to actually <laughs> get to the root of what's going on. And that is a huge, like, major step that you took of feeling comfortable enough with yourself and then with me to be vulnerable. Exactly. That, yeah, exactly. It was a big step. So how has that trickled down then in your real life? Trickled down into my real life in that I am much more analytical when I am in situations, I can step back and say, oh, this is something that's happening. How do I feel about it? before I immediately cry about it or scream about it, I'm, I'm definitely, I I definitely learned to take the time, take the few moments, take a few beats before I react to assess first. And I appreciate that so much. I, I do. I appreciate that skill. (laughs) That's definitely been helpful. So how does that look? What does that look like in your real life? What was something I either in, in work or with your daughter or something, what used to set you off and what 
are you able to kind of like, huh, interesting. This is an experience I'm having. <laughs> I am not going to be able to think of an example right now. No, that's they okay. are not. You, you, you don't have to. So I well then I'll, I'll remember something for you. I remember at work and correct me if I'm wrong. Sometimes some people bothered the, the hell out of you. <laughs> Does that sound right? Yes, 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 okay. yes. <laughs> yes. How, how is that look for you now? Um, that actually has also improved. One of the responsibilities that bothered me so much was Saturday lunch orders, which is not a thing at everyone's job. I, I understand it's a thing at my job that not everyone has experience with, but Saturday lunch orders and the employees who were uh, involved with Saturday lunch orders, they had a hard time remembering to reply or maybe whatever they were busy. I don't know. Um, it, I took it personally that they weren't replying for what they wanted for their lunches. And then eventually it came to be that there was another employee who needed a couple other things, a couple other responsibilities to keep their time busy. And so I was able to pass that off on the next person. And then it wasn't my problem anymore. And I couldn't have orchestrated that it wasn't my problem anymore. It was something that came to be organically. It wasn't my problem anymore. And I appreciated the heck out of that so much. Um, It was just something that was lifted off of me. And then there was an opportunity recently to get that responsibility back. And I said, no, thank you. I think I'll keep passing on that. Okay. So then you, you created, you established and then protected boundaries. Does that sound right? Yes, exactly. A boundary. That's a very good way to put that. And uh, boundaries in other parts of my life too. I have set up boundaries. I am not going to be upset by this anymore. That That is a good way to look at it. Yeah. So why do you think that happened? Because I mean, I, I literally just asked you questions and then you did all the work yourself. So what what do you think was the big shift? Was it just that you were now being forced to pay attention to why you were reacting versus responding or, or what do you think changed? Cause we only worked together for four weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We did only have four weeks, but here's what, uh, one of the things that was imparted to me by you was that I'm allowed to have contentment. Mm-hmm. I'm allowed to have peace. I'm allowed to work towards the peace in the way that I need to, the way that I want to. And I'm allowed to have it. Mm-hmm. And so I just took that and I really took that to heart. And I really focused on when things present themselves to me, I ask myself now, and that's part of the taking a beat, taking a step, taking a moment. Is this going to be helpful to me or is this going to be another can of worms that I'm going to regret later? And, and I make my judgment and then I proceed. And I do, I do think that I have a lot more boundaries. Um, also, something that I don't remember quite where I picked it up, but I say I use my yes wisely. When I do consent to do something, when I do think that this will help me, I I am sure that I want to say yes to it. I just don't say yes because I feel guilty Mm -hmm. that I should say yes or because I feel an obligation. I say yes because I actually want to say yes to something. That feels really good. That feels really good. I'm happy yeah. to hear that because it's true. And I think it's it's definitely um, something that women 
grapple with and you grow up like, oh, you want to be the good girl and you want to be the people pleaser and you want to make everyone happy around you. And you know that, of course, it's not your job in any way to make anybody else happy. That is their job to find a way to make themselves happy. And yes. if, it, if it truly feeds your soul to do this thing, whatever it is, Great. Whatever it might be. Yeah, yep. great. Do it. But if it's not, don't do it. And, and who cares? Yeah. Yeah, there were so many things I learned from you that are not my job. Not my job. And, <laughs> I think we made that on a sticky note. <laughs> yeah, a sticky note or a bumper sticker so everybody can see it. Is it really your job? Yeah. That is something too that was very valuable to me um, imparted from you that though I feel a sense of responsibility for everyone's happiness, it's actually not my responsibility. And I actually can't make everyone happy anyway. So it was a fruitless labor. You know, there, there was, there's no way to make everyone happy. So stop trying. So so how does that feel in your body? The, the sort of the thought it's my job to make people happy. How does that feel versus it's not my job to make like, like what does that do? It makes things lighter. It makes my day when I wake up, my day is lighter. I don't wake up and think, Oh, how can I make myself happy today? That's, I, that's not this, the selfish way that I wake up and look at things, but I do look at things with, I wake up and I feel less responsible. I feel able to do the things that I am responsible for. I feel more able more productive. It's good. I just wake up, I walk around my life with a smile on my face and, you know. So there's the metaphoric lighter that we just discussed, but then that is Mm -hmm. sort of manifested in actual, a physical lightness. Is that right? Actually, yes. Because when I did work with you, I, this was all the way back in October of 2020, November of 2020. We were pandemic-y. Yes. We were pandemic-y. Yes, we were. So this has been about a year and a half ago. And I did set a goal for myself to lose 40 pounds. And I randomly chose 40 pounds because I have had been 40 pounds lighter in my life. And I had been even heavier in my life as well. And though I remember feeling when I was in that 40 pounds lighter area, I remember feeling that's how I felt my best. And that's 40 pounds lighter is not my lowest weight ever. However, it was when I felt peaceful Mm -hmm. and able to maintain, although I didn't maintain it forever. But anyway, so a year and a half later, still working towards the 40 pounds lighter, but I'm three quarters of the way there. Nice. And so I'm not at that goal, but there is life that happens in the meantime. And there are heartbreaks and there's pints of ice cream and whatever you have, you know, but I absolutely, absolutely. And you know, that meeting this arbitrary number on a scale does not in any way mean that you are more worthy or, or better in some way. Correct. Yeah. I, I do understand all of that. However, I want the clothes that I want to fit to fit the way I want them to fit. I want to feel the way I felt inside. I want to be able to carry myself with the confidence that I know I'm doing what I can do. I did what I did. I Mm -hmm. 
I want to be healthy. I want to stick around. I'm keeping up with my blood work and checking this level, that level, that kind of thing. I, I do, you know, want to stick around. I don't want to have uh, foot pain later on because I have 20 extra pounds on me. I've had foot pain in my past. I've not had foot pain in my past. I like it better without the foot pain. Good. Talk to me about the goal setting and the kind of monthly goals. That part I have fallen off with. I have not been paying attention. So, to- so, for, so first off, you don't owe me anything. So don't don't quickly dismiss that you've fallen off because there's it's just life. It's just life. Oh. You're okay. perfect and wonderful and amazing and lovely. And you're having well, a really cute hair day also. <laughs> Thank you. Um, to be honest, I am. I feel like I'm ready for menopause. I want to be done with my period. And I, everyone knows you can't hurry that. You have to wait <laughs> for it. And I'm just like chomping at the bit like, okay. Um, I think it was maybe a year ago. I skipped one period and I was like, oh, this could be at the beginning of the end. Yeah, it wasn't. And then just recently I went seven weeks without a period. And I was like, oh, seven weeks, here we go. And then period. So I I think I'm on the cusp of maybe getting to the grand finale, maybe. Mm -hmm. But I I don't know. And um, I do feel like I have brain fog, but I don't feel like I have a huge amount of hot flashes. I have had a couple of hot flashes and... Mm -hmm. Just, you know, some other symptoms. I don't feel like I'm suffering in any way. I'm not to that point at all where I'm distressed with what's going on with my hormones. I I don't think that I uh, I haven't lost control, although I do. It's still a mystery. I feel like my body is a mystery to me right now. Is it a mystery that you're interested in? kind of uncovering and paying attention to, or are you just kind of along for the ride? No, it is a mystery that I am interested in. I am interested in uncovering some things. I do. I spoke about blood work. I did have blood drawn in April. I have a appointment with my doctor actually this afternoon. That's one of the other things on my to-do list today to have a conversation, see what she thinks, see where I'm at. And I do pay attention to how I feel. And that's another part that the stepping back to taking a beat has taught me when I am in the middle of, oh, I could react to the situation. I ask myself too. That's another one of the things. Where am I at with my period? Is this a hormone reaction or is this like an actual best reaction? I like that. Un- unencumbered by hormones, you know, and it's, it's a lot to, um, figure out in the, in the moments that you're deciding on how you're going to react or assess something. It is. And I think what I, um, the reason I asked this just now was the motivation and the sort of, I can conquer the world feeling you have at some points of your cycle versus other points can be misleading. And then if you don't have that. I am amazed balls feeling somehow, sometimes some of us, maybe you think there's something wrong with me and there, and there's not, there's not, you just have to remind yourself, remind yourself. You're still amazed balls, whether you feel it or not, make yourself feel it. Sometimes you have to manifest it, you know, just bring it, bring it to yourself. If it's not already there, you've got to bring it. Yeah. 
yeah, it, it's back to the, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. Yeah. Along yeah. with it is to be, and it's happening. It's happening yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a, a mirroring of the two without going into too much personal detail, because you're a real human and um, we definitely signed a confidentiality agreement. We touched a little bit on healing some past trauma and then healing your inner child. And because I am not a, a licensed therapist in any way, this is all things that you did yourself. So mm-hmm. I just pointed you in the right direction and then you did the work. Will you touch a little bit on that and whether or not it was helpful? Absolutely. Yeah. You sent me in the, in the direction of some reading to do, which for me, reading is very helpful because then I start to process, how does this apply to me? Does this apply to me? Oh, this applies to me. (laughs) You get there or I get there anyway. Um, And then sometimes I think, no, this, this doesn't apply to me, but there were a, a lot of things uh, you directed me specifically. I remember to Louise Hay and, mm-hmm. and that healing, was helped. healing your inner child. Yes. Mm-hmm. A, it's a great book. Yeah. And uh, as I listen to more and more podcasts and hear more and more people discuss, you are not the only person who is a fan of her writing. Mm-hmm. I hear her mentioned often and mm-hmm. she, her writing is helpful to so many people so many people. So, but back to your actual question, uh, yes, the reading, the reflection and the deciding that, okay, yeah, things happen. I remember some things. And then also deciding that people did what they did at, and the best to their best of their ability at the time. Maybe now they wouldn't do the same thing. Maybe I wouldn't react the same way. But at the time, I believe that people were doing the best that they could do. And I accepted peace with that. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm at like, okay, let's go from here. Mm -hmm. Just go from here. And the two people in my life that that specifically pertains to don't know I thought about it. Don't know I analyzed it. Don't yeah. know I have made peace with it. What's interesting is in the the 12-step program, obviously, that alcoholics go through, is in order to make peace with the past, you have to then go and confront all of the people that you feel wronged you or that you have wronged. And, and actually meet with them face-to-face or write letters and deliver them. Okay. And yes. um, that's not necessarily something that I believe in is 100% important for everyone to do in order to make peace with the past and to be able to move on. And so what I like is that you sort of did the work yourself and then you metaphorically closed the door. And versus having to then really perhaps maybe upset another person and and sort of open fresh new wounds. And so that's what I really like is that when you do the work on yourself, you can just decide that that that's enough and that you don't need to bring someone to their knees and and make them pay and and, and those type of things. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that you took the time to do that. And I think 
it then not only will help with all of your interpersonal relationships that you have moving forward, but then also how you personally will parent. Yes. Yes. And also I have found that I don't like spending the energy remembering and retaining and holding that, holding on to that. The energy is now spent moving forward and looking for better things and just living, living life in today and not holding on to the past. It's a better use of energy for sure. It sure is. I love that for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. And it's just a lighter feeling, which yep. is kind of what we're going for here is, is I talk a lot in the Simple Shortcuts to Peace course, which I know you have uh, I did gone through, but it, it's that we're, we're all just sort of wanting that feeling of, okay, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, and I've gotten these gold stars and I've gotten these good grades. And now I can feel happy and fulfilled and content and at peace. But really there's no finish line in life unless it's death, which nobody is trying to race towards. So (laughs) so it's trying to incorporate that sort of peaceful, fulfilled feeling as Mm -hmm. often as possible. And, And hopefully- on a somewhat daily basis. Right. Right. Yep. You just wake up and think about, well, what does today bring? Let's find out. Here we go. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So in the peace course, there's a lot of talk about time management and finances and, um, and your health. So we, we talked a bit about your health, but how do you feel your time management and your finances feel compared to 18 months or so ago? I didn't have a whole lot of problem with my time management, with my schedule. I have things pretty well tweaked. I'm a person who has a full-time job. I also have a part-time job. I have one child who actually is at her last day of her senior year today. Ooh, the last day. That's exciting. Yeah. So that's a another like finish line as far as um, that stage. Uh, but anyway, so my, my time my actual time on the clock, my day to day, uh, that wasn't one of the things that I struggled with. I'm pretty organized. I get up, get up at the same time every day, go to bed about the same time every evening. That wasn't one of my issues. Um, my finances, you and I did talk about my finances a little bit. And I can remember one of the questions at the initial paperwork said something that mentioned something that I'm proud of. And I couldn't think of one thing. And it took me almost two weeks to remember, oh, I just refied my house on my own. On your own. Yes. That's that's kind of a big deal. Your name is on all of the papers, all by your lonesome. Yep. Only my name. Just only your name. Nobody else's. Just Just yours. (laughs) It's a very big deal. It's a very, it was a very big deal. And what I was also able to do with that refi was get new siding on my house, which for anybody who has a house that was built in the sixties and had wood siding and it was painted and then the paint was peeling. And then I was able to get siding on it throughout the time that I've lived here. I have redone the windows. I have redone the roof, but the siding was just it was bothering me and I, I'm still excited about my sighting and it's been a complete year now that the sighting has been finished. They finished it last March and it took a little bit because of supply as supply chain things are popping up even mm-hmm. still today with just whatever the pandemic, but yeah, it was definitely, definitely worth waiting for. 
and I get compliments. Sometimes people drive by and they'll stop and they'll say, Hey, we really like that. And I'm like, I'm so, so proud of that. Yeah. Just so, and I, I, so I like that. I like that you said all of that and that you touched a little bit on the supply issues and the pandemic, because those are things that we cannot control in oh, any way. Definitely. And many, many people are having a hard time with that, but you <laughs> are actually in a better place than you were before the pandemic because you Absolutely. ended up taking some time to do this inner work. Yeah. Yeah. And actually for anyone that, that um, was in my position at the beginning, middle of the pandemic, when interest rates were so low, that was what made me think like, oh, maybe I should look into refining right now. Maybe I should. And, and so that was one of the things I did do. That happened in June and July of 2020. And then what, like I said, when I talked with you, it was October, November of 2020. And yeah, and I had already forgot about the refi because the, the sighting wasn't up yet. And the sighting was what I was really just shooting for. I was so excited to get that sighting. So it just, it worked out. I love sitting out on my patio now. And I just look at my garage because that's the way the patio chair space. I'm just, I just look at that garage and there's the sighting right there. Just the whole canvas of it. <laughs> that feels good. And you're proud of mm-hmm. yourself and feeling yeah. proud of yourself feels good. Yeah. Absolutely. Very cool. Absolutely. Is there anything that you think you can share if there are people who are listening and they're they're on the fence of whether or not taking the time to to reach out to a coach or to go through the peace course, what would your suggestion be? What what do you think? Because it's a big deal. It, it's it's it a is. big decision. Yes, people who have jobs, more than one job, who have kids, maybe more than one kid, who have obligations, responsibilities. The time you take to work on yourself is worth it. It's worth it every time. It just is. And you're worth it. You should remind yourself and respect yourself to, to spend that time on yourself. And Steph is a great help for that. (laughs) You are Steph. I loved mm-hmm. working with you. I think you're awesome. Well, thank you. I loved working with you. And I I still follow, I've listened to all the podcasts, follow your posts on Facebook, interact when I have something to add. You know, I just I just think you're 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 a great person and you do a good job and you're thorough. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. So that's one interesting thing is um I have, yeah, you can always reach out to me. I am not ever going anywhere. I promise right. you're, you're kind of stuck with me for life now. <laughs> stuck in the best way. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Beth. Thank you for taking time to chat with me this morning. Thank you. All right. Do you have a slow living story to share? Leave me a voicemail at stephanieoday.com forward slash podcast with any questions, comments, feedback, or testimonials, and I will be sure to include it in an upcoming episode. Also, if you found value in this episode, please share it with your family and friends and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. The more you share, 
comment, and leave positive reviews, the more people we can reach and share the slow living, lifestyle, and messaging. Thank you, Slow Down Society, and have an absolutely wonderful day.